0: Hey, welcome to the Bold Men's Podcast. Sitting here, it's Joe Graves and John Welch. What's up, Joe? Hey, man, we're back at it again. Back at it again. <laughs> back in the saddle again, and we're in Philippians chapter 2. Uh, we're going to pick up today in verse 12 through verse uh, 18. And so feel free to pause this and read those uh, uh, six verses, and then come back and join us. All right, Joe, so here we are, verse 12 of chapter 2. How do you want to jump in?
1: Man, I tell you what, let's just see how many people we can tick off with the Word of God today.
0: Hey, I'm all about that. <laughs> not well, that listen. I'm going to
1: attack you, but the Word of God's kind of confrontational. Yeah, it, absolutely. It uh, it, it's, it demands your attention. Either yes, I will do it, or no, I will not. Yeah. There's no middle ground with this. So if you're going to if you're going to jump in and be a student of the Word of God, be ready. Yeah, it's going to make you uncomfortable.
0: Yeah. And not only should it make us uncomfortable, but it should prompt us to to take heed of the advice of, of what we're told. Last yes. week we talked about the listen. If we want listen, if you want a better marriage, if you want better business practices, if you want better uh, relationships with friends, family, loved ones, then do nothing out of selfish ambition, but instead allow Christ to be your model. And today we're going to look at some of the negative things where Christ is our positive example. That's right. In this chunk, we're going to look at some of the negative examples of.
1: And by proxy, what that does to people who follow Christ.
0: Absolutely. So, Absolutely.
1: So, how that how that contrast between the world and the church will look ultimately depends on how 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 well are we being humble. Absolutely. And and living out that Christian call. So it's going to be an exciting. Uh, verse uh, set of verses here, twelve through eighteen in chapter two of Philippians. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure you've just read that. So. We'll jump in.
0: Yeah. And we'll, we'll get after it. So uh, we start in verse 12?
1: Verse 12, yeah.
0: So it starts off and it says, Therefore, and Joe, as you so eloquently uh, point out so often, so often huh? anytime you see therefore, you should ask the question, What's that therefore? for? Uh, and it is referring to what has previously been said. And he was, he's been describing Christ's humility and how we're to emulate that. And mm-hmm. so because Christ is humble and was humble and and uh, I did all he did through his life, death, burial, and resurrection. Uh, therefore, because of that, because of that impact on you, my beloved, he says, as you have always obeyed. Uh, so now, not only in my presence, but much more in my absence. Sometimes I wonder if Paul's kind of tongue-in-cheek there a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, you're always good, but let me just tell you, you know. Uh, work out. Oh, this is good. I know. Joe, work <laughs> out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Yeah, let's... For it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure.
1: Absolutely. What? what? Yeah. What does it mean to work out your own salvation? Well, you know... <laughs> um, doing uh, doing what isn't seen by God. So... Um, what does that mean when, you know, when he says "work out your own salvation"? What that goes against our our psyche, it right? It
0: Definitely goes against our popular Christianity today. That's but listen. Right. I've asked Jesus into my heart, <laughs> you know, saved, you know, whatever, right. you know, the moment. Oh, so okay. a lot of
1: people hear that and and they're like, "Well, I don't know what to do with it." Mm-hmm. So yeah. just chuck it back there in the back somewhere, and we'll just move forward, right? You know, but uh, w- when I hear that verse. And you see the word obey, and then you hear the words, work out your own salvation. He, I, I feel like he's saying here, you need to allow your salvation to work out in your life through obedience. Yeah. You, you need to allow that what Christ did, that humility, to play out. Don't hold it back. Don't restrain it. Don't go after other things in the world. Center yourself on Christ. Allow everything that, that touches your life to be filtered through the lens of that Christian humility, that Christ-like example of humility of going to the cross. Look through that lens and say, well, does this have any part in my life? Is what I'm doing over here, is that a part of a Christian's life? Yeah, you know? And if it doesn't, if it doesn't apply, then we need to cut that stuff off right i mean it doesn't need to be a part of our life if it goes against what christ wants from us yeah that's I mean, right that, that's common sense right yeah yeah so go ahead john i see yeah, you're and the other part of that gear. is
0: so you're to work out your salvation with two things there
1: fear and, fear
0: and trembling mm-hmm. well that doesn't sound like i thought you know salvation was happy and you know
1: that reminds me of something christ said some sometime back in the gospels
0: he said,
1: "That you know, don't fear the people that can put you in prison. Yeah, fear the one <laughs> that can throw you into
0: to, yeah, to, to into hell. hell. Yeah. yeah, and uh, so, so work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Like we again, American Christianity is so like frou frou that it's
1: oh okay. It's me and Jesus. Here, and our here's love the picture, Joe. Love fest.
0: Pretend for a second— all right, that that you invited me to come and speak at some conference somewhere, all right? Mm-hmm. And he said, John, we want you to come. We want you to speak at this conference at uh, 6 o'clock. You're taking the stage. All right, cool, 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 cool. Uh, 6 o'clock comes and comes and goes, and I'm not there. You call, and you don't hear anything, you know, and so you, you being patient people, you're sitting there, and you're waiting for me. And about 7 o'clock, I roll in, and I'm, I'm an hour late. And I said, Joe, I'm so sorry. I'm I'm late. Let me tell you what happened. Um, I was coming down the interstate, and I had fly a flat tire. Mm-hmm. So I took all the lug nuts off. I jacked up the car, took all of the, got the tire off, started putting the new one on. Dropped a lug nut, Joe. Rolled off in the middle of the interstate. Well, I've got three or four on there. So I went out to the middle of the interstate, and I picked up, and as I stood up with the lug nut that I had dropped – I, I looked up and I saw a semi truck um, going, coming about 100 miles an hour, fully loaded with with trees or whatever, you know, big logs. Joe, that sucker hit me, threw me to the side of the road, and boom. That's why I'm late, Joe. What would you say to me?
1: <clears throat> Bad liar. <laughs>
0: yeah, liar. Right? <laughs> yeah. There's no way that's true. Why?
1: Well, you're standing there.
0: Yeah, I'm standing there. (laughs) There's no way I've been hit by a semi going 100 miles an hour down the interstate. There's no way I've been hit by that and not been changed. Not been moved. (laughs) Right, in a bad way. (laughs) But, Joe, why is it that Christians today can claim to have had an encounter with Christ, something much more powerful than a log truck going 100 miles an hour down the interstate, and yet have no change? Because they're lying. Man, it's sad. It's absolutely sad. Working out your salvation with fear and trembling, a question we all must ask ourselves is, am I saved? You should be
1: asking that. I ask it of myself. Am I, am I genuinely changed And, and by how do I know
0: that? Well, because scriptures throughout history... Throughout the Old Testament, God prophesied in uh, Zechariah or in Jeremiah, uh, I, "I will get, put in you a new heart, not a heart of stone, but a heart of flesh that beats that that lives with you. That's the promise and dwelling of the Spirit. Listen, we have we often claim Christianity we 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 accept accept salvation as if it is a uh, a novel idea.
1: That's the way it's treated by and large by. A- An unfortunate majority of people who who call themselves by the name of Christ.
0: When when Paul has his encounter with Jesus, it is drastic. When I had my encounter with Jesus, it's drastic. And really, on a pretty regular basis, my daily encounter with, with Jesus are drastic. It ought to be.
1: When I, I, I kind of see both sides of this, John, because my initial encounter with Christ, there was not a drastic change. Because I was so young, in the sixth grade, I didn't see that drastic change. And eventually, some of those bad traits started sure. to show back up again. And, I, and it culminated when I was in my sophomore year of college, and I was involved in all kinds of bad stuff. And I just slowly drifted, drifted, and drifted. And when I had that radical encounter with Christ, everything changed. Everything radically changed for the better because
0: I started cutting
1: things off. Well, yeah, you have to. That were just
0: bad, bad behavior. I mean, you can be a cultural Christian and not be a Christian. Oh, and, and and that's I the know. danger. And, and here is the thing, Joe. And, and of course, I, I, I don't know about sixth grade, Joe. I am sure there was an encounter with Jesus, but was it sure. a salvific encounter?
1: Probably not. Probably Were you not. renewed at that point? Probably not. Do you see Judge, what I am saying? Judging from the way I carried myself forward, and and the way I didn't look to Christ for for things, yeah, it was a radical change in my life that. Everything started hinging off of what Christ did in the center of my life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's that's a whole different worldview, and is. that's what Paul's talking about yeah. in Philippians chapter two. If we could just get our brain wrapped around this this idea that, guys, it's not about me. Well, well here's and, and so not. here's the thing:
0: <laughs> Am I saved? Then the question is, Am I saved? That we should be asking that with fear and trembling. But here's how we know, and kind of gives us that: It's God who works in you. If you're saved, both to will and to work for his, his good, good pleasures. Yeah. So here's the question that you need to ask, Joe, is do I will the will of the Father? Or do I will my will? Do I want my will? Which one's greater? <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. That, that's really the tall tale sign. <laughs> I mean, listen, uh, well... I, I don't know how else to elaborate on it. No, so, it, that, that's good. Uh, do, do, do you want the will of the Father? Or is following God a burden? Yeah, you know I mean, what I mean? yeah, absolutely. So many people, and I think specifically, since we're bold men here, I think so many men struggle with the will of God and wanting their will instead of the will of God, and, and that's evident in our divorce rates. It's evident in the way we treat our spouse. It's evident in the pornography consumption. It's evident in, in our laziness at work. Yeah. Listen, show me show me a man who doesn't work. Work, and I'll show you a lazy man, who does not know the Father. Because guess what? Part of our created being is to work.
1: It want, we want to we, produce. You something. want to
0: produce something, yeah. right? Yeah. There's if you don't want desire. to produce and you want to sit around and play video games you got so, a problem.
1: So what is the, the work of God doing within us? You know, that's the question here. Is there that process of sanctification, drawing ever closer to Christ and becoming more Christ-like with every beat of your heart? Yeah. Is that process happening within yeah. you? And yeah.
0: if it's not... And it's not just within you, but without, out, from outside of you. Listen, judge the fruit that you bear. Are you bearing fruit? That's a question that needs to be asked.
1: Yeah. Is, is, any is there that...
0: anything positive going on in your life?
1: If not, we need to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Come pull us aside at church. Talk to us. We're always willing to, to have a conversation. And, uh, you know, that, that needs to happen. And then Talk he gives us, us
0: some, some, some uh, instruction to you. Do all things without grumbling or disputing. I love that.
1: What's the danger of, of that grumbling, John?
0: Well, so we can, uh, so the picture of hospitality, we're commanded to be hospitable to one another. Mm, that's right. Um, uh, I, I mean, that's a, that's throughout the Bible. I mean, that's one of the big issues. That's one of the big issues with Sodom and Gomorrah, for example, like their lack of hospitality. Now, that lack of hospita- hospitality is played out in their sexual desires and, and all that, but... but We see hospitality as a constant thing throughout the Scriptures. Sure. Uh, uh, Now, there's a difference in being hospitable to you, my friend Joe, Uh, uh, hospitable to you when you come to my house. Uh, I can do that joyfully, Mm -hmm. right, Or because of an overflow, or I can do it grumbling underneath my breath.
1: It doesn't feel too good. But you know, one of the biggest dangers of grumbling I can think of is that it's contagious.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, it's but but it's also a lie.
1: It, it certainly is. You know what I mean? But you take one grumbling person, and before you know it, you got another one. Oh yeah, and another one, and it just it just it can sour the whole pot before yeah. you know it. And yeah, we really need to check ourselves. But yeah. and somebody needs to be willing to say, "Hey, brother, yeah, if, if you if you're gonna be like this, just go on back yeah. to the house or yeah. whatever, because we don't have any room for that for that kind of mm. attitude growing." Uh, within our church, yeah, that's so, right. You know, uh, I, 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 absolutely. You know, grumbling is—it's one of those things. that's a great danger within yeah. the church. We've seen it in the past.
0: The the other word there is disputing, without grumbling or disputing. So grumbling is, you know, uh, I can't believe I got to do this, or, or you know, that type of mentality. Uh-huh. Disputing, uh, or arguing, um, or arguing, right? That doesn't mean we don't. Have debate. disagreements, right. You know what I mean? There
1: can be disagreements. There, there, can, disagreement, be dis- yeah. there can
0: be debate, but it's got to be from a a heart of love and affection toward one That's another. Right. Joe, you and I, we love to debate, right? <laughs> or I do. I, I think do, you do, yes. Yeah. So we love engaging in theological debates with one another. Uh, some of those have been here on the podcast. Yep. That's not wrong or bad. No. And we can walk away from it and not find a uh, common ground and still love and care for one another um uh, probably but, even more yeah probably yeah that's right after
1: you do battle yeah, in the pages right, yeah, of the word yeah. of god you you find a commonality
0: with your friend. the disputing that's going on here is is a is a uh, uh a quarreling a fighting that is that is not uh, not it, it's not it's not for benefit uh, beneficial purposes first timothy 2 8 um uh, Paul tells him, "I desire that in every place that men should pray, lifting holy hands without anger or quarreling that 's the same word that 's used there that's and right. it 's just a picture of disunity right don't be disunity instead and
1: so also the the antithesis of that is humility, right yeah so, yeah. so the grumbling comes from a, a spirit of conceitedness
0: of I know best
1: that's right. Whereas humility says, well, let's talk about this yeah. or, or let's, yeah, let's, that's good. Let's not have an argument about this. Let's, you know, we care about each other. Yeah. So,
0: so sold that in verse 15, so mm-hmm. that you may be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation. Hmm.
1: Yeah. Very good. so, a very interesting verse here in 15, Uh you got a compare and contrast going on within verse fifteen. Uh, he says, "So that you may be blameless and pure, children of God, who are faultless in a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you shine like stars in the world." Not, notice, you know, the 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 contrast here. You know, the you can be blameless, or you can be grumpy. Crooked, yeah. You can be pure. You can have arguments or twisted, yeah, twistedness, right? That twistedness
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, to be found faultless, shining like stars. You know, the, those are he—he's contrasting the two camps, and which one do you see yourself in? Mm-hmm. Is the question. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. There's a reason why he's putting this out here, mm-hmm. right? So that the reader can say, "Wait a second, I'm not faultless," and and I'm you know i I don't find myself pure or blameless, and maybe I am an argumentative person and,
0: and and Joe, listen, I am an argumentative person yeah but 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 look at this this does not mean well if I'm argumentative, then I can't be blameless in this you're it.
1: not going back here causing Well, here's the dissension thing. as the, I did in the body
0: before our recording I had uh, an argument of sorts uh a, 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 a this past week, and so when that happens, I need to take responsibility for my actions in that, and 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 so I went to the people that were present. And I said, "Hey, this not—I reacted poorly, and I and I'm sorry." Some of the hardest words for men to say. Isn't it? <laughs> I'm sorry, right? I was wrong, 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 wrong. Mm. Um, but that's important for us to be able to do. Listen, this doesn't mean that we will be innocent. This is all a picture here, right? I can't—I'm not going to be perfect at this. I'm not going to be blameless and innocent this side of 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 eternity, um, but here here we're
1: talking about a crooked and perverse right. Generation. It's a,
0: it's a, it's extreme, yes. to point out the theme. because you, we're also not going to be actual light shining in darkness, right? But the, as light, these are superlatives right.
1: that are given to to point out the contrast between yes. light and dark,
0: and, and that's and that's the point. It's not perfection that we're That's seeking, right. it is... You're not a robot when you become a Christian. That's right. It's, you, it's, you're uh, still a
1: human, right? Yeah. But with all your characteristics. Yeah. But is your life centered on that humility of Christ? That's right. That's, we have to keep going back to the beginning of this chapter and bouncing off of that idea that it's all because of Christ's humility that we have any,
0: and, and listen, any hope. We're going to become more and more argumentative. In my eschatology, as the world gets darker yes. and more twisted, yes. we're the contrast
1: ha- between us and the rest of the world yeah. needs. And, and here's the to thing. become more. This doesn't mean be
0: pacifists. That's right. Or 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 secluded. Uh, Jesus said, "You know, it's so funny like people get all up in arms because well, but people hate. People don't like me if I if I stand for Christ's values. People aren't going to like me. That should not shock us." <laughs> Jesus said very plainly, hey, listen, the world is going to hate you, but it's not because of you, it's because of me, right? That's right. We see this time and time again throughout Scripture. Hey, don't be surprised when people speak ill of you. That's going to happen more and more and more and more and more. And it is growing. That does not mean uh, we become silent on things that matter to God. So
1: it's even more important that we let that light of Christ shine through us in the darkness. It's more important than when it wasn't so bad. You go back 10 years from now, it was important that we shine that light. But now that we're to the point where guys don't know if they're a guy or a girl, and or, 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 you don't know if you're a tree or a dog or right. what.
0: Or, or here's a good example. Sunday morning, I had a guy in our congregation. A newer guy knew where God congregation uh, in our congregation, came. And Joe, I don't know if you've noticed, we've got so many new people. We do. All the time. So we've got a new family. That's it's exciting. And uh, and he comes, yeah. he says, John, I just want you to know this. I just found it. And maybe, Joe, I don't know if you know this or not. Uh, this fall, there's going to be a, a state constitutional amendment. Have you heard about this? Mm-mm. It's no. going to be voted on in November. Uh, and it's an anti-amendment, really. Its its point is that they're, it wants to affirm there is no uh, uh, merit in the kentucky constitution to to give way to abortion so it's not valuing the sanctity of human life but it's stopping the constitution from finding a constitutional reason for abortion right roe versus wade is not that you have a right to abortion it's they they found that. Of course it's been overturned now, but they found that the right to privacy led way to abortion. And if that doesn't make sense to you go and kind of study some of this. But anyway, here's here's the point this guy came. He says, Listen, I know the church can't talk about this from the pulpit. I know the church can't use its resources to talk about this amendment because uh the the you know, you could lose your tax exempt stuff. And it's whoa, whoa, whoa We're Listen, not even we got it's bigger not fish even to on fry. Our radar. All right, yeah. we will absolutely use every yeah. resource that we have to promote the sanctity of human life. Yeah,
1: I got to laugh at that. Time. You know what I mean? Stuff. That's yeah.
0: I, I, but so many churches do that, and he, he, he looked at me and, and he kind of shocked. Me. He says, "Thank you, thank you all for being a church that will just make a stand regardless." But yeah, listen, we got bigger fish to fry because guess yeah. what? Jesus, the coming King, is returning.
1: That's right. You
0: know what Prepare I mean? Prepare the way. Prepare the way. <laughs> so, and we've got to be lights in a dark place. So being lights in a dark place, sometimes we say, well, you just got to be a good person. Listen. Good luck. <laughs> what What does it mean to be a good person? Well, a good person today is someone who says uh, you can be whatever you want to be. Oh, yeah, Johnny, it's okay. Right. That, that's a. Do you see my point? My, well, what defines good? That's the question every Christian man needs to be asking. What defines good? So Remember the push back in the seventies yeah.
1: where, where uh, Doctor Spock said, hey, "Don't don't spank your kids." Right. Yeah, yeah. And then you had this whole generation of just complete disaster, yeah. rebellious, yeah, love children in the seventies that mm-hmm. that did nothing but smoke pot and and have sex and and just raise another generation of people like me that said, "I can't stand this. We're going to be productive." Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was. It was. Uh, horrendous, right? Yeah. but it's a good case example of if you if you love your child, you will discipline them. yeah, whatever that looks like, you must dis- discipline mm-hmm. your child so that they know right from wrong. Mm-hmm. If you just say, oh, that's okay that you just spit on me, I, I love yeah. you no
0: I saw, <laughs> I saw a video of a 15 16 year old guy yelling and cussing at his dad. The dad was standing in the bathroom, wanting to take a shower, and the son wouldn't let him. And he's using all kinds of profanity punk, punk, punk. What are you going to do, punk? You know, I thought, you know what he needs? He needs a man of God to grab that boy by the neck and put him square in the ground. Mm-hmm. That's what he needs.
1: Well, it started a long time before that.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what he's needed his whole life. Right.
1: He needed- I can't
0: imagine the amount of teeth my kids would swallow if they talked to me like that. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> holy cow. Right. Um, and I pray I never have to find out.
1: Well, <laughs> a, a lot of that in, in your family, if you find that happening, you, you've you taken the wrong posture as a man of God in your home. Yeah. So yeah. <clears throat> a, a lot of that control comes from the fact that you do you are a strong male figure within your house. Yeah and if you're not taking that posture yeah the kids are going to take I, as much room as you give listen, them
0: listen if there's if there's only betas an yeah. alpha's going to sprout up
1: there's going to be that alpha it's just nature yeah it's going to happen so so in a vacuum of power power will arise always always always
0: so going back to our point here about being a light in the world we often interpret that as being good in the in the in the in the realm of bad right Light and darkness, good and bad. Mm-hmm. But the question we've got to ask is, what does it mean to be good? Sometimes to be this light in darkness is to tell the truth.
1: Always. What, always have to tell the truth.
0: And, and, how, and, and, how well do you do it? And, and I point out these examples. I mean, I, I know some people are going to say, well, you all always pick on these examples. Because it's all often the same. But that's the world we're living in. Listen, the truth is, a man has a penis and a woman has a vagina. We yep. can't.
1: You hear now, people saying things like, "Well, some some women have a penis and some women have a vagina." No, you're yeah. you're not. Th- that's not right. That's that's
0: twisted. And, and I, I, I'm not going to say birthing persons. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, women have birth, right? Men don't <laughs> yeah. give birth. You know, like, but and it's those things that you know. It, I know the accusation is, well, the church just wants to pick on that, but, it, but it's absurd. And, and to be a light in the dark places, to be the voice of reason saying, guys, this is absurd. Right. No time in history are we, have we ever been confused by this, but now all of a sudden we are. Well, what else? Listen, Joe, do you know how unloving it would be for um, a, a woman to come into my office and say, hey, um, I'll look in the mirror and I'm, I'm just fat. I'm fat, and the only way to control my weight is bulimia. And this woman walks in, and she's 120 pounds, five foot ten, 120 pounds. Now, ob- objectively speaking, is she fat? Absolutely not. She's 120 <laughs> pounds, five foot ten, or whatever I said. Like, she's not. It would be unloving for me to say, "Well, if you see yourself as that, may- maybe you're right. Maybe bulimia is the best thing for you." No, that would be unloving. It would be terrible. Right. It would be victimization. But we're doing that with our children today. Yep. More and more places are 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 are. Well, now uh, grooming uh, children. Uh, sure. To 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 have gender assignment changes yeah, the,
1: right now. Uh, in some states, a minor can go into a, a gender clinic mm-hmm. and get hormones without the parents even knowing it
0: on the first visit in of course, I mean, this is a political thing, but it's a it's a worldview thing as well. So an 18-year-old who goes off to college isn't responsible enough to read the fine print about um, the loan that they're taking out until it needs to be forgiven uh, to the tune of $10,000. An 18 year old's not responsible enough to make that type of choice, but a 6-year-old can decide they want to be a different sex, gender. It's absurd. Oh, yeah. It's... You know what I mean? It's absurd, and, and the church needs to take a stand. And, and don't be shocked when people hate you. Now, listen, we're not we're not going out and victimizing people. That's right. We we don't hate people. But uh, this is
1: the narrative that's being carried forward about the church.
0: That narrative will continue to go forward, and, and we yes. can't be, and we can't be accusatory because again, this is our we are fighting an enemy that is not uh, flesh and blood. It's powers and principalities. It's and they
1: have a stronghold.
0: Absolutely, over and so those that
1: this generation,
0: yeah, and so we don't have people as enemies. We have a Satan who's the enemy, and people are victims of of Satan. And so we need to keep that in mind as we move forward and and yeah. be the light in the in in the dark world, holding fast to the only source that we have for authority, which is the Word of Life. That's right. That's the Bible, right? And then he says,
1: then I can boast in the day of Christ that I didn't run or labor for nothing. Mm-hmm. That, that's the only thing that's going to pass through the fire. Yeah. The, the, the fire that is talked about in the, at the end of the days when we stand in judgment, in the judgment seat of Christ. The only thing that's going to pass through that fire is the gold, per se, the things that we did mm-hmm. for Christ you know, the way that you stood up for him, the way that you helped people understand the, the words of life, mm-hmm. the the way you witnessed for him, the mm-hmm. way that, you know, and the the rest of the stuff, your car, your boat, the lake house, whatever it is yeah. that is consuming your time. That's taking everything you got. It's, it's going to burn up and there's yeah. going to be nothing left. Yeah. And he says he's being poured out as a drink offering. Uh, on the sacrificial, uh, hold on a second, he says in verse 17, but even if I am poured out as a drink offering on the sacrificial service of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with you in the same way you should also be glad and rejoice with me. Yeah. He doesn't care if he's poured out.
0: And, and by that he means death, right? Yeah, w- sure. Whether I live or He'd, die, yeah. even if I die for the sake of your faith, I'm good with that.
1: He was okay with it all along. From mm-hmm. the day of the road of Damascus onward, he had this reckless abandon for his life. All because of Christ's humility, he took that attitude on. And so must we.
0: The most important thing is Christ and his message. And we're Amen. called to be ambassadors. That's and it. so it's time to be bold and stand up for that.
1: Yeah, don't be scared.
0: That's right. That's right. Be bold. Be bold. Hey, thanks so much for the Feel free to join us any Monday night from 6 to 7. God bless. Take care. Be bold.